0: Hi, I'm Jenna and I'm Sam and you're listening to
1: Cincinnati Zoo Tales.
0: This podcast is meant to inspire listeners to ask themselves, what can I do to help? We want to do this by presenting you with interesting stories and interviews regarding making the world a better place.
1: We'll explore all sorts of topics from animals living at the Cincinnati Zoo to the people who help run the zoo, highlighting other nonprofits working to make a difference and more. Sometimes it can be overwhelming trying to figure out how you can make a difference. So we hope to end each episode by making it a little simpler by providing you with action items you can do to make a difference, big or small. So if you hear the name Fiona, there's a good chance. You might be thinking of a few different things. You might think of Shrek's wife. You might think of Shameless, or you might think of a baby hippo. So Jenna, let me just set the stage real fast. It's January 24th. It's three o'clock in the morning and you get a text. What does that text say?
0: Well, yes, the text uh, had a photo and it was a teeny tiny little hippo that ended up being only 29 pounds and my first question was, is it alive? She did not look real.
1: So how long is a hippo pregnant for?
0: They are pregnant for eight months, but Fiona was born at least six weeks premature.
1: Have you ever heard of a hippo coming that early before?
0: We have not heard anybody tell us otherwise and our research and everything says that it's never happened before, at least in zoos, and she's the only one to have survived.
1: So you were there every step of the process helping her fight against the odds.
0: Yes, I was very lucky. When I walked in the door that morning, I was asked if I would like to switch one of my coworkers um, from spooning her or cuddling her because it was really important <laughs> that we kept her warm. And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think you just became the most jealous person in America. All these (laughs) listeners are like, how do, how can I do that right now?
0: Right. Yeah. And I used to joke that, oh, when this baby hippo was born, I might risk my job to try and hug it. And oddly enough, it became my job. It became part of the job description, (laughs) hippo hugger.
1: Yes. (laughs) So not only were you part of her journey, but we also had the marketing team that was there during day one as well.
0: Yes. They, they were there from day one, just a little bit different. Uh, it's not always how it goes.
1: Yeah. And with a hippo that young, you don't know if it's going to survive, you know, just like with human babies, when you have a premature baby, it's a really scary time. And with the marketing team coming in, it was definitely an unknown story of what this outcome was going to be.
0: Absolutely. I definitely questioned them being there and wondered if it was a good idea to share her story. We didn't know if it would end in heartbreak, but I can tell you, there's nothing I've been more sure of since it, it made all the difference in my life, her life, and all of her fans' lives and, and really helped some people get through hard times.
1: Well, definitely. I mean, not only with the care staff, but with the response that we've seen to her story, whether it's people in the local community, in the country, even from around the world, it's resonated with people with this struggle to survive and overcoming the odds.
0: Absolutely. And it's one of the many things that makes her
1: so special. Right. And with this special story, we have somebody from our marketing team here to tell us how that story unfolded before them too.
0: Yes, I'm excited to hear um, their side of the story. I've told my side a lot and I'm excited to hear theirs.
1: So we're here with Chad Yelton, the vice president of marketing and communications here at the Cincinnati Zoo and Botanical Garden. And Chad, you've been with the Cincinnati Zoo for 22 years. That's right.
2: A long time, uh, if you're counting. Yes. If
1: you're, <laughs> but who is? Right. So you've been in this role, your role, for about twelve years now. That's great. And now, in your time here, have you ever seen anything like the story with Fiona?
2: Not even close. Not even close. I mean, the zoo by nature uh, celebrates births of many animals every year, but Fiona is a one of a kind, she... and I don't think we'll ever see another Fiona ever again. Right.
1: So it's January 24th, you get the call in the morning that this baby hippo is born. When do the gears start to turn that, oh, we can t- start telling a story about this or?
2: Yeah, I think we got the call um, early that morning, probably several hours after she was born. Okay. And then I made the decision to go over actually to the hippo building with our uh, COO. And I remember that day, clear as day. As soon as I walked in the front door, um, I saw Jenna actually, and she looked right at me and she's, she said, what are you doing here? Um, and I said, well, I, I came over to see the baby hippo and she, do you remember what she said to me?
0: I said, you know, she might die, right?
2: Yeah. And so (laughs) I, 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 and so I, you know, I, I kind of took that information and I'm like, well, uh, okay, but I'm, I'm here. So let me, see what's happening. And the moment I open up that door it was like the story changed for me from that day forward. It was, it was vet staff, it was nursery staff, it was keeper staff, all working on this animal that they just met hours ago. It was amazing.
1: So did you have a story that you were thinking about going into it? Is there a story that you usually try to tell when we have zoo babies every year or births here at the zoo?
2: I mean, at that time, the, the idea of a story wasn't going through my mind. It was like, what's happening? You're just trying to digest what is actually happening. Normally, if it's a healthy baby of any, any kind, you know, we're like, okay, how do we get press on this? And when did the interview start? And this is terrific. And this is, you know, whatever, you know, number of births we've had at the zoo and we're celebrating this moment. Um, this was completely different than that. This was, Okay, I see what's going on, but this is not about that birth, it's not about celebrating that birth, it's about celebrating this team that's doing whatever they can to care for this for this animal. So it was quite impressive.
1: Yeah. And you really do see that with her story. It was really about the team's effort and the community community's effort coming together, rallying around this little hippo and making sure she got the care and everything possible to make sure she pulled through. Now, how long was it into her life that you started Telling her story to the public. Did you start within a week or was it?
2: Yeah, I think um, we started within hours. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, and I think that um, made some people uncomfortable. They wanted to start. And again, there wasn't any thing that was racing through our mind that we had to get this out within an hour yeah. or two hours or three hours. But, uh, you know, again, the first comment Jenna made to me was, this animal is probably going to die. Is that die in two hours a day, uh, two days a week. Um, so we didn't know how much time we have. And we knew that if we waited, if we said, let's wait a week and see how things go, let's wait 30 days and see how things go. Um, I don't know what happens, but let's just say the worst event happens because a lot of people ask us like, if you do a story too early, what if the, the end result is the animal dies. Um, then my answer to that would be then you've missed an opportunity to get out so many other great stories. And, and this is that exact thing that happened to us is if we would have waited and, and say she would have died, um, that would have been the end of the story. Mm -hmm. We had a birth three weeks ago, animal died. Um, and people have been sad and, but because we got that out within hours, uh, were able to tell the world the good and bad, the whole roller coaster, right? Emotions everywhere. Um, she was on the brink of death. She was teething, she was walking, she was swimming. She was all these other care moments, uh, bottle fed, not taking a bottle. Um, all those stories would have been missed.
0: And it made it so much more real. And I think that's what made her story so popular oh. As they saw it from the beginning yes. and the ups and downs, but it was, different and as far as i know in the zoo world like something that hadn't really been done before yeah. and transparency is now growing and growing throughout zoos and social media in my opinion do you think it's completely different was there ever a time when you were like what are we what are we doing we shouldn't have done this or did you just decide in that moment after seeing her like we're, we're going to share
2: the story yeah, there, there there wasn't a doubt because again we weren't sharing necessarily the birth of a hippo story we were sharing the care story and quite frankly that care goes on every single day we just don't share every single moment of what our keepers do every single day. So um, this was our chance to do that. And I, and you know, this is kind of a behind the scenes moment and we were very transparent with that, but we also knew, okay, we're going to celebrate these good times, but we can't overlook the bad times and just every other day do this moment. So um, yeah, we were kind of, honestly, we were winging it as we went. I, it wasn't like I walked in day one and said, Hey, we're gonna do a Facebook post every day for a year. <laughs> I mean, that was never an option because we've never done it before. Right? So why would we do it now? Um, in fact, I think at one point I made the brilliant marketing executive decision, um, to say once we kind of got through posting for several days, you know, I looked at my staff and I'm like, so let's just look out to like day 33. Like, we're not going to still be doing a post every day. Like, what are we actually going to post every day? Like, what if there's not something significant? Like, I understand if it's she takes her first steps or she's, you know, takes a bottle for the first time or, she, you know, she does all these first moments. But what if it's just a Saturday and the hippo is just laying around? Like, are we actually going to post about that? Like, people actually want to hear about that? So it wasn't like I said, let's not post about it, but I said, why don't we put out a disclaimer out there to people that says, hey, just so you know, if we don't post something, don't panic. That just means we don't have anything to update you on. Well, I mean, like darts came at me. Like, are you kidding me? Like you don't have a lazy intern over there that could do something, like hit send on it. So from that moment on, we have done a post about Fiona every day since day one.
0: But later on, you guys did try and stop. You, you thought maybe, oh, yeah. like when she we, was healthy we tried to stop again how far was that in six months a year yes yes and it, people rioted yes we tried like, we hum. tried
2: to stop again because we thought well for sure we've got over the hum she's healthy she's good we're not gonna post and they're like we demand more fiona and we're like oh okay
0: so i think it has been every single day but sh- she'll be turning three soon and you that's correct have done every yeah, single mm-hmm.
2: day you know and and, and and a lot of people ask you know once Fiona got past that like baby stage and that cute little tiny baby. Um, is it still going to be a story? Are people still going to like fall in love with the baby hippo? That's not really small and cuddly anymore. And I'm like, but it's still Fiona's story. Like Fiona could be 3000 pounds and 10 years old, but it's still Fiona's story and that'll never, ever change. You're right. So that's the thing that I think is compelling about this.
0: Yes. And we are still telling her story to this day and being asked to tell her story to this day.
2: Well, and from a marketing end, um, I think we are going to be working on this summer on like book number 10 about Fiona, (laughs) uh, with multiple publishers and, and more ice cream about, uh, Fiona and beer and shirts and ornaments and coasters and mugs. And she's been on commercials and, um, Yeah, it's endless, and it's not just a Cincinnati or a regional thing. It really is a worldwide sensation. I mean, people that came here, I mean, I remember early on when we weren't really posting um, when Fiona was going to be outside. It was just sort of like known that it had to warm up and she might come out. And I remember walking down there and just seeing people just camped out in front of the window, not knowing if they were actually going to see her, and then you think, okay, well, they just drove from their house maybe 20 minutes, but then you talk to them and they're like, we took a flight from Florida or Brazil mm-hmm. or from somewhere. And you're like, what? Like, how did you talk your husband or your wife right? or your whatever into coming all this way to maybe, maybe see a chance to see her? So uh, pretty remarkable. Like that's never happened to any other animal. Right. Never.
0: And it's still going on to this day. That's it. Just like it hasn't, yeah. yeah, after six months, I thought, oh, the crowds will die down. And yeah. I will say the crowds have died down some, but we still have people camping out. We still have people flying in and telling us, "I came here I mean, from New York." It was New forty
1: York degrees yesterday, and people were going over to
2: see if she was out yep. to go and see Fiona.
1: Yeah,
0: and you know, the it's... chance is very small. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, they're still doing it.
2: Yeah, I, I think we we quickly became uh, that zoo um, that has that animal. Yeah, you know, so so we can say. You know cincinnati oh fiona you know and it just it goes goes hand in hand and and she definitely became you know in the marketing world she became a brand you know she's an extension of our brand
0: and and it's not just for the zoo like she has done it for the entire city like i mean and you brought up a few things but can you tell us either your favorite or like the craziest i mean we're on 10 books ice cream beer shirts coasters everything but Um, what would do you have a favorite or again like something that we didn't do that was really yeah. interesting
2: you know i think of all the marketing partners we've we've talked to it's it's been kind of amazing because they've all done their own partnerships with other people you know like they've they've partnered with somebody else to make ice cream partner somebody else to do shirts or partnered with somebody to do some other product and so when they started working with us they said you know we're going to order so many of these because we have years and years of history and we know we know this business we know the ice cream business the shirt business or whatever and we got this. We're going to order like 300. And I'm like, man, but you don't understand the Fiona effect. Like, what's the Fiona <laughs> effect? The effect. And I'm like, the Fiona effect is people usually uh, order too few of things and then they run out quickly. And then they're usually calling me and saying, you're right. So that's <laughs> the Fiona effect. And uh, so they're like, well, we got this. We've done ice cream for years and years and years, Chad. So I'm like, all right, whatever. And then they do this and they run out quickly in day one or shirts or whatever, whatever product going on, they've all done it. They've all sold out so quickly. And that is the Fiona effect. She has, she has surpassed any expectations, both on a health level. Right. And on a marketing level.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: But yeah, I would say just the, the site, cause we experienced it many times because internally we knew exactly the time she was going to be outside. Like the keeper staff would tell us hey, she's going to be out at, you know, 1.30 or 2.30 or 2.15. And so we would kind of do our stalking and we would show up at the Habitat right at that time. And it was already like wall-to-wall people. So obviously the message got out with them as well. Um, but I referred to it many times as like, it was like Beyonce coming out. <laughs> yes.
1: I mean, Queen Fee.
2: Or Taylor Swift or whoever your Ray. celebrity crush is. <laughs> but it was that moment. I mean, it was cell phones are up in the air. And, you know, the door opens and this animal comes out, which is a celebrity at this point. And I mean, literally people crying, uh, screaming. I mean, they're just so emotional. The fact that they're seeing this animal that, oh, by the way, the first, what, six months or so of of Fiona's life, nobody ever saw. And so they were only seeing Fiona through videos, through still photos, through our social channels. So never saw her. So it was almost like this made up character. <laughs> and, <laughs> I never thought
0: of it as that. Yeah. That way. And
2: and so there's a little bit of fear in my mind of like, is Fiona gonna live up to the expectations that we have built? Because we built this like bigger than life Beyonce character. Right. And is she gonna come walking out and they're gonna be like, Oh, that's not what I thought. Right. At all.
0: Even the the tours but, I do to this day, I'm asking, does she live up to the hype? Yeah. And people say yes.
2: Oh, I, for sure. I mean, people are like more than that. Right. I mean, you know, traveling from other countries and I mean, yeah, I don't think we disappointed anybody on that, on that realm. So, and I think of it I mean, I'm amazed every time that we've had a camera, you know, at the glass where, where she's at, that she like performs in a way. It's like, she understands like, yes, I'm a celebrity and I know it. And if you got a camera, I'll come right up to you. (laughs) So, um, and that's not really the norm, I guess, for a nocturnal animal, right?
0: I mean, I don't think it's the norm for any animal, to right. be honest. My dog right. looks away when I put my phone up to take a photo. <laughs> <That's the laughs> She's part. like, no, thank you. And Fiona, the bigger the camera, the faster she comes yeah. over to it. And I mean, we did have a camera around her, like you said, from yeah. hours a day a day old, and um you know, it took a lot of people to be a part of that and help us care for all of the other animals in our in our care and focus on Fiona. So she had a lot of different people, a lot of different cameras. And, you know, sometimes we would even let her watch herself on social media. We would, you know, be checking our emails and show her something or, you know, read her the letters. And it's truly like she understands. And <laughs> she's like, wait, cameras mean people. And I like people. I don't know what it is, but it seems like she's, she's drawn to them. Yeah.
1: So I... We've talked about this Fiona effect. It's been absolutely amazing. Was there a moment, Chad, in this process that you realized this is something different? You talked about not having seen anything like this before and probably not ever seen a response like this, maybe again, but was there a moment where you were like, I've got something different on my hands with the Fiona story, the story that we're telling to the public and the response that we're seeing?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think what's, there's a couple things that come to mind. Um, one thing is, in all the partnerships we've done, and I mentioned ice cream, shirts, ornaments, that whole thing. Every single partnership that we did, um, that partner came to us. We never reached out and said, boy, you should really do a Fiona themed beer or Fiona themed ice cream or do a shirt. These were all partners who were coming to us saying, uh, we see the marketing value of Fiona. We know she's gonna sell shirts and ice cream and all these other things. So we'd like to give a kickback to the zoo and help support Fiona's care and other animals of the zoo. Um, and that doesn't happen unless you have, you know, 10 different companies coming at you and saying, we see value. We see this brand. We see this as something that people are going to get behind and support. And after, you know, gallons of ice cream sold and lots of shirts sold. And I mean, she had playing cards, she had her own Facebook show. I mean, she was larger than life and still is, um, to this day. So that certainly is one from a marketing angle. Um, that that's pretty neat. Like a lot of people will say to me like, wow, you keep on pitching Fiona out there. I'm like, just so you know, people are coming to us. We're not going to anybody. So other people see value in it um, just as much as we do. But I think the cool thing that's beyond marketing that I thought was, was neat that really spoke to how powerful of a person she was was when we hear people that they would say, Fiona has got me through this tough time. Like my mom's going through cancer or my sister's going through this. And just that whole like fight like Fiona mindset, um, I think has been really powerful. I think that's where something like, wow, this is bigger than just kind of a fun thing we're selling different products for, or people are visiting like, this is actually impacting lives, Right. so.
1: Those stories are
0: incredible, yeah. yeah.
1: And I think that's something important to note too. It wasn't some carefully crafted message that Fiona's gonna be this signal to people of going through struggles. It was just just came naturally. People go through ups and downs in their lives and they were able to see this from day one and see this little hippo taking its first steps, whether they'd be wobbling and almost falling over to um, feeding, to meeting her parents, to being able to be on her own and go out and meet the public and enjoy hippo life just like any other hippo would
0: right none of us expected we didn't know if she would survive so it's not like we had some sort of motive sharing her story and it could have gone poorly or sadly and thankfully it all worked out and she is this amazing healthy happy hippo and in my opinion one of the coolest things about her story is that she has now made so many people who used to think hippos are not cute or they're mean or all these things make them fall in love with hippos and think differently and my hope is that now they care more about her and her wild counterparts and hippos in general and if you're caring about hippos you're caring about their ecosystem and their habitat which protects all the smaller animals or the animals that share their habitat and I think that's one of the most important things and that's why we're here right and that's why she's such a great ambassador so I mean I think it'd be hard to argue that there's any other better zoo animal ambassador than Fiona I don't know if you can think of anything
2: No, and certainly, I mean, I think there's one comment that I remember uh, us getting through um, social media, which was, I didn't know I even liked hippos until Fiona. You know, (laughs) and that just speaks volumes about, you know, the effect that she's had on people. You know, they didn't really care about a kind of gray blob animal that, you know, they never really see um, until Fiona. And then Fiona's personality, I think, opened up a whole new set of things and not just for hippos and not just for fiona
0: right but for zoos yes
2: and for all the other animals so yeah i think there's a a huge respect that comes along with it absolutely
1: now just from a marketing standpoint have you ever had any requests that have just kind of been out of this world as far as partnerships go or anything that you can tell us that the public might know about asks with fiona whether it be Fiona on airplanes or fiona rocket ships or fiona Podcasts. I don't know. Maybe she's going to host one. I
2: feel like we've had some requests to take some, some version of Fiona up in space or something. There was some, yeah, there's some link to that that was just too bizarre to even understand. Quite frankly. Um, we've had lots of people, we've had engagements sort of proposals that ended up, you know, on late night television. Uh, we've had lots of people sing and play instruments in front of Fiona. Uh, so those are, those seem kind of natural because we've had so many requests, like, <laughs> but it's weird when you actually say it, you're like, what do you mean? You have people sing and play instruments to your animals and get, you know, and engaged making, in front. Yeah. I and mean, make a that's character just, <laughs> of her figure. in the
0: Nutcracker now, <laughs> right. like she's a ballerina, of, of, <laughs> yeah. a character
2: so, in the Nutcracker.
0: So I think we've
2: kind of just, those are now norm, but I think when we first got all those requests, we're like, what do you mean the ballet wants to make Fiona a character in The cracker. Like, that's odd. But now it's not odd at all, you know? There's been songs written about her, and again, the first one was odd, and now it's like, <laughs> oh, another song. Okay, here's the fifth song about Fiona. Great. Um, so, yeah, I think there's... Uh, yeah, I'm not shocked anymore about any requests I get for Fiona. It's just she's taken over.
0: Yeah. And do you think this has changed what you do with all of the stories we share about animals here at the Cincinnati zoo, or is it hard to like pick and choose? Because obviously you can't share every story from day one and that sort of thing. I mean,
2: well, I mean, I think I would love to do what we did with Fiona and I'd love for every animal to be, you know, bigger than, than life, but every situation is not the same, right? Um, if you're quite frankly, if, if it's a healthy baby, that's, that's here. Um, we're probably not all talking about it right now because it's just another hippo. It's another giraffe, It's another Rhino. And we've had plenty of those, but this one had that magical story. But I think more importantly was the care staff that allowed our team, a marketing team to really get in, um, and have access to those photos and those videos. And it certainly came along with perks, meaning uh, the care staff allowed the marketing team to babysit and so and you're probably thinking what the heck does that mean and it means that you're sitting in a pool of hippo poop and skin (laughs) and whatever else and you're embracing that like that's normal and (laughs) but right (laughs) but at the same time like you are getting that access to great photos and video and and information and the daily what's going on because things were happening on a daily basis that were pretty life-changing
0: i know i think some people have wondered how you guys became involved in her care or babysitting her and you have to remember that we have 60 or so animals in our africa department and we can't focus all of our time on just one animal so when we needed babysitters to make sure she was okay and we never wanted to leave her alone because in the wild a uh, a young hippo would never be far from their mother. Um, it was important that someone was always with her. So you guys, you know, yeah. needed videos to share with the public yeah. and photos, and it was great to have your help and allow us to kind of focus on the other animals also. But we were yeah. just a call away if you needed us, and it well, helped with some really great, you know, photos and stories. And
2: well, I'm I'm glad you phrase it like that because I thought it was in reality. I thought it was you guys are over here so much. We might as well put you to work. (laughs) I think that's where the original (laughs) idea came
0: from. Like they're here.
2: (laughs) If you're going to be here, can you grab a bucket?
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) So that's where I thought. So I'm glad you phrased it a different way.
0: (laughs) So while you're with her, can you tell us, do you have a favorite moment, a story that you did get to experience while babysitting Fiona?
2: Yeah, I I think it was just, I mean, laying in that pool when she's literally laying on top of my leg and I'm under her chin and it's like the softest, like, <laughs> I feeling I can possibly imagine. And I, I can still feel that today. Um, you know, it's not like, you know, scratching your dog under its chin or whatever, but it's just, I, I don't know. It's, it was a pretty cool moment that you have to like, realize what am I doing right now? What, how did I get in? How am I sitting in a baby pool with a hippo at this moment? And it's, and it's bizarre. And you know, at that moment, like, this is never going to happen again. Right. Like, it's just <laughs> never going to and it just takes you back like you need to embrace the moment and so and for me that i mean it just didn't get any better
0: i think i would like to say that as i questioned you when you first came in like you know she might die right and i was scared to share that story with everyone it hadn't been done before but i think it changed my career changed her life it helped all of us like there were some really dark days for us it was really stressful um, we all gained 20 pounds that year. We didn't have time for lunch. People were bringing us snacks all the time. And then just the stress alone, of course. But um, getting the letters, and people never would have sent letters if they hadn't seen her struggle and her story. And and uh, receiving all of that really helped us keep our heads up and, you know, fight for Fiona and with Fiona because of that. So I think, I don't know, her story is just so special. In so many ways, it helped so many things. Wild Hippos, myself, her, you know zoos stories and the good that we can do and and the good that good zoos do uh, it's apparent now because we we let everyone see that from day one like what what were the lengths we're willing to go to yeah. to keep a little hippo
2: well it takes a lot of people to to let that allow that to happen so and you guys were a big part of that so so we appreciate it from our side uh to be able to tell that story with the world
1: so where do you see fiona's story she's almost three years old at this point where do you see her story, story going in the future?
2: Well, if you're referring to books, <laughs> see, she um, at night she gets into the lost and found section and she dreams up all these great things that she wants to be, <laughs> um, and novel. she parties with different animals around the zoo. But if you're not, <laughs> if you're not talking about a book, um, yeah, I mean, for us, you know, we're continuing to tell this great story, and you know, what I'm looking forward to is. You know, if I'm trying to film this soap opera, it's going to be, you know, if Fiona finds a boyfriend, <laughs> Fiona gets pregnant. You know, this thing could go on. Oh my Human gosh. Family 10 When go. Fiona right? has a
0: baby, what are we going to do? Right, I don't know. Right, right. Years <laughs> away, people. <Yeah>. Years <laughs> away.
2: Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to certainly telling, um, just continuing to tell great stories. I mean, as long as people are willing to listen, we'll tell them.
1: That's great. Thank you so much, Chad, for joining us today. We really appreciate and hearing your side of the story and how Fiona's story has inspired everybody that's, you know, given given us an ear and platform to listen to. So we really appreciate having you on today. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks. So we just heard Fiona's story, and we heard Chad's journey with Fiona's story. So Jenna, how does that story come into play with What Can I Do?
0: Well, I think... This is an easy one you can support your local zoo fiona's story has made an impact all over the world and if we hadn't shared that a lot of people's hard times may have been a lot harder and i know she's made an impact on me and zoos can make a big impact on making the world a better place
1: right she was really a beacon of hope for a lot of people myself included and good zoos do great things and It's without that local support, we wouldn't be able to do half those great things, whether it's visitors coming to us and being able to be inspired by the animals they see and about the world that they live in, or the education programs that we offer or the conservation initiatives we support around the world.
0: Absolutely. I think it's easy. Come to the zoo, have a little fun, and hopefully you'll leave inspired and ready to make a few small changes in your life that eventually could make a really big difference.
1: Well, thanks for tuning in and join us next time on Cincinnati Zoo Tales.